Welcome to another episode of Foolish Adventure. I'm Izzy Hyman, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Tim Conley. Hello, Tim. Hey, what's up, Izzy? Hello. Okay, so today we thought we would take a couple steps back, relax a little bit, and just have a conversation. We, there's something we want to talk about. We want to get this off our chests. Yeah, it, we've, we've been talking off air uh, a lot about, about this, and, and it's just something that we... we we, fi- we figured, uh, how are we going to actually do it on air? How yeah. are we going to talk about it? And we were just like, hey, let's just, let's let's just have just a turn, conversation. Let's just turn on the microphones. We'll see what happens. And then this may turn out to be an absolute miserable uh, failure, in which case, this, if you're listening to this, you won't be listening to this because, <laughs> we'll, we'll because we will it. have deleted it. But that, I don't think that's the way it's going to work out. So, okay, so here's the thing. We've been getting, uh, we, we sent out emails that are asking questions like, what, what do you want to see from our WordPress, uh, our WordPress training program that we're putting together? What do you and we're we're soliciting feedback nonstop and all the comments we've been soliciting feedback. We've been asking people to leave voicemails and we've been getting some good voicemails that are giving us good feedback and we're getting a lot of different types of questions. And and based on the questions that we have received, we are worried that we have several people in the audience that are focused on the wrong stuff right now. Is is that I hope that's not too mean to say it that way. Yeah, it's not that, really mean. It's just like I we're worried that right. we're focused on the wrong things. Well, since I'm not very tactful at all, that, that's actually a pretty nice way of saying it, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing is, I know what it's like to focus on the wrong thing. I've done it over and over and over again. I mean, I'm I'm notoriously bad at that. I'll get really excited about something. I'm one of these people that'll find out about something like, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. I'm I'm the kind that would find out something about like, oh, you know what? I, I learned this new design thing, so I'm going to try to make my own logo or I'm going to tweak my own logo and I'll spend a lot of time like tweaking my logo, for example. You see what I'm saying? Right. I'm just using it as an example. This is something I've done in the past. I have redesigned my website, the whole color and layout and the whole thing of it like four or five times over the last five years. You wow. know, it became like this once a year thing that everybody was just, I'm sure, expecting. But <laughs> see, it didn't bring me any more business re- redesigning everything. You see what I'm saying, Tim? Right, that this right. Is, I'm focusing on the wrong stuff. Yeah, uh, and I I do it too. I I think it's just a human nature. We we all tend to uh, just start doing things, and which and, we encourage, right? And, <laughs> and we and we end up getting lost in the minutia of something, uh, when in reality we need to be focusing on the things that actually turn into results. Uh, you know. I've I've gotten a lot of questions even outside of the WordPress training thing. You know, we've gotten questions about uh, plugins. Well, plugins on WordPress, which are ways of just making WordPress do other little things. It adds functionality that's just not already built into WordPress. It's right. useful. It's, I use it, I use plugins for sure. Yeah, the, so they 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 have some uses, but most of them don't actually contribute to you making more money. Uh, uh, well, pretty much almost all of them do not contribute to you making more money. So the question is, okay, so I guess what we're really saying is it's okay to ask about WordPress plugins, but it needs to be at the right time. Like after you've already been making money and you're trying to figure out now how to optimize and make more, for example, right? Right, right. But not like, it's sort of like getting the cart before the horse that to use an old cliche, the idea is that I'm, I'm trying to get everything, all the little pieces in place before I launch my business. And as Tim, you say all the time, 
the most important thing is to get your customer. Uh, your that's what determines the fact that you're in business, right? right? Yeah. The the first thing the the only thing you need to be in business is a customer. So how do we get customers then? If if I shouldn't be spending my time retweaking my website, redesigning the colors, and changing the logo around, and I shouldn't be spending my time researching different plugins that'll add functionality before I've rolled out my WordPress site. What should I be focusing on? Okay, what you need to be focusing on is if you're if you're not go- uh, started at all, right? right or right. or you're looking at you you've been playing around on the internet and you haven't had any successes and you're you're trying to figure out well what's going to be that thing that makes me money, right? What you can do then is start looking at what we've talked about, your passions, what are your interests, what are the things that you like, and then go look for the market. Because if you like them, there's probably a lot of other people out there who like them also. And then when you find those people, now start looking around to see what they buy. Look at yourself. If you're interested in that topic, what do you buy related to that topic? So, so that gives you an idea of what uh, that that there there is a market that will purchase things because there are markets. Uh, I, I guess you couldn't call them markets. There there are communities. There are niches where people aren't actually buying anything. They're just going out and getting free information, there or you know free whatever. So there's like lots of people who use uh, BitTorrent. Well, they use BitTorrent because they don't want to pay for anything. So you wouldn't want to be going into um, onto BitTorrent and hopefully trying to sell stuff to other <laughs> other people on BitTorrent, right? That but, wouldn't make any sense, no. right? But there are millions and millions of people using it, right? Oh, I see. In other words, just because there's a large number of people using it doesn't mean necessarily that they're potential buyers of yours, right? Right. So, so when you look at look so you at want good a, traffic, like you're saying, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Tim, but no, what you're I, saying is. What, I think, what did you say before? They have the intent. It's like with buying Commer- intentions. Commercial, commercial intent. Commercial intent. In other words, they are trying to buy something. That's the traffic you want. Right. How do you get that traffic? Well, one, you have to be able to discern the difference between people who are looking for something for free and those who are actually looking to purchase something. And that, that's why I said, you know, when you're looking in your market, you can look to see if, are these other people buying things? What are they buying? And and then that lets you know that, yes, there is commercial intent within this marketplace. Getting specific traffic to your, to your site in, in the way we're teaching it, whereas, you know, the, the Izzy's three product approach. Right. Uh, that That's getting a lot of people coming for something for free. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, so they're coming. And the idea for free. is that a percentage, a small percentage of them would be willing to pay for something. Yes. That's and which is which is a one of those uh, commerce truisms right. that that there will always be a percentage of your traffic that would be willing to buy something, whether or not it's enough for you to make a living. That's a different story. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the the if you've looked at your market and you've seen that there is buying intent, then there's going to be people willing to pay money like izzy video there's tons of software out there so people are buying lots of software they're buying lots of equipment outrageously expensive equipment uh, the, so they're spending lots of money so obviously that's a market that that has commercial intent yeah so uh, 
and and since I don't actually look around for stuff that doesn't have commercial intent, I can't <laughs> I can't think of any off the top of my head to give like a counterpoint to that. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, it, the BitTorrent example, I think, is a good example. It's just because there's a lot of traffic there doesn't mean it's necessarily the traffic that you want. Uh, I think you've mentioned in the past, actually, some tips uh, about making sure you get the right kind of traffic. For example, if you're paying for pay-per-click ads, you would you would want to put in a, a, an idea might be to test putting in a dollar amount in the ad itself, saying that this is available for this amount of dollars. That way, nobody's uh, very few people are going to click on that because you know, thinking that they might end up being able to get something for free when there's a dollar amount right in the ad itself. You know? Right. So, so uh, that's definitely uh, something that somebody could do. I think, you know, I think building up the expectation that there's stuff for sale. I mean, people, when they come to my website, there's uh, the folks that hang around are the ones that realize that stuff's for sale. Because most everything on my website is very clear that it's available only to members. You know, right. member, the membership, you know, everybody, it's no matter where they are on the website, they keep ending up on that membership information page because that's where it explains, okay, here's how membership works and here's what you get if you become a member. And so, you know what, if they go there, they're like, you know what, it's not worth it to me, then they're out of there. Yeah, that's, that, that's something that a lot of people who get into the idea of let, let's, let's make lots of content, you know, uh, bloggers in speci- uh, you know, specifically. Yeah. You know, they, they blog for a year and they're like, oh, my gosh, I've never made a dime. So, well, because you've never offered anything. And then some will go, OK, now I'm going to offer something. But they haven't communicated with their market, uh, with with their readership. And they they haven't communicated anything. And then all of a sudden they're trying to sell something to their readership. A lot of times there will be a backlash and they still won't sell anything. Because they they had ingrained in the idea in their audience that they weren't going to sell anything. Yeah, and so so you should have uh, in in anything you do, even when you're giving stuff away for free, you have to let people know that you will be selling something at least sometime in the future. Yeah, uh, and and we've done that with Foolish Adventure because we get asked uh, one of the questions we get asked is when, when's the show going to well. <laughs> go behind a, a membership site. Well, to right? be fair, it's because th- th- my audience is accustomed to that. I mean, I've done that before. I've released content for free and then put it behind a membership wall later. That and so people are waiting for that to happen. But we've we've made the commitment with Foolish Adventure that we are not going to be charging for Foolish Adventure. This show is is going to be a free resource. We're going to try to give out just great information over and over again, make it valuable, but then and just leave it out there for free perpetually. You know, right. we have no we have no intentions and. And I guess I guess things could change in the future, but I really doubt it. Like it would be well, us going not, back on our word. Well, right, and and that 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 won't happen, uh, you know, because that's a bad way of doing business. When yes. you when you tell people I'm going to do something and then you don't do it, correct? That ends that's up, bad. yeah, that ends up uh, alienating your marketplace. Not a good idea. Yeah. So so with us, we're creating supplementary stuff. Right. We're going to uh, do other things like the. The WordPress training program that we're working with one of our audience members in in creating because he's already had like this really cool uh, training program and now we're just making it foolish. So we, we've got the <laughs> just like the way that sounds. I still like the way he has this really cool WordPress training program and now we're just making it foolish. Yes, I love uh, it. That's well, awesome. Yeah, capital F foolish. Yeah, capital F foolish. So that's uh, we we're, we're going to find ways of. Uh, compensating our time uh, to keep 
keep this thing for free. And, sure. and we've and we've said that right from the beginning. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to find some other way to earn uh, earn money to uh, f- keep funding the show. And the, the funny thing is that as we've talked about these things, it, it's funny because we have had no shortage of, of ideas. Like it's been almost it's been the biggest challenge is deciding, OK, we've got all these zillions of ideas of things that we could do. What are we actually going to do and in what order? Right, you right. Because uh, otherwise it's too overwhelming. I mean, you know, we've talked about doing a membership site. Oh, yeah, let's get that going because there's a bunch of people that would love to be in the inner circle and be able to get like one-on-one type of consulting with us. I've even had people emailing me and volunteering and saying, hey, is there any way that I could use me as a case study? You know, <laughs> let's give me some consulting. We've got several emails like that, and I don't blame them. I, w- I would probably do the same thing, you know, it's uh, because it, it, it makes sense. You, we've even talked about team up with mentors, team up, team up with mentors. People have been there who've done it, who can give you some direction. And this is our way of mentoring a large group of people all at once is using this show right now. Right. Yeah. So we could do the membership side. We've talked about these other things that we're creating on the side, and we've We've got like lots of really good ideas for stuff that I'm excited about. It's almost like I want to hurry up and get these done so that we can because we can launch them because I'm really excited. I think they'll be anyway. Yeah, I think they'll be useful. Uh, so, so the same. So, when you're going out there building your business, you you have to look at the the things that are necessary. One is there a market for it? Uh, then the next is how are you going to be different inside that market? And in and with the internet, the way it's evolved over the last 15 years it's really become uh community based where where you go out and you find your your group of people that like-minded people and and you can sell whatever you want that's related to the the that the other people in that group want you know uh, it, so community building is something that is relatively new. It, it's it's been around for about five years, uh, and and keeps co- continuing to evolve as more social platforms keep getting created. You know, Facebook changed a lot of stuff. Twitter changed a lot of stuff. And 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 when you just look at them on face value, it's like, well, why? Yeah, they don't seem like they did. But what it comes down to is it's uh, inter. It's making it easier for people of like mind to connect with one another and it's also making things a lot more transparent so you can't be that huckster uh saying you know here's this uh you know uh, awesome uh, cure when in actuality i'm just a snake oil salesman it, it's getting harder and harder for those people to exist because they get found out really fast that's the beauty of the whole connectedness of people now it exposes everybody. You know, actually, I'm thinking about that, and it's kind of mind-blowing. You know, on Twitter, I've, I'm following a lot of people on Twitter that have the same interests that I have. I mean, some of them are audience members, you know, friends and acquaintances, people I've never actually met in person, but I would call them friends and acquaintances, of course. And, and then there's a bunch of people that have no idea who I am, that I follow them because they're people that I really admire and look up to. You know, a lot of them are video shooters and cinematographers and you know, and, and people that just totally geek out all the time on all the latest gear and they, they're testing things that I want to hear about and and all this. And uh, that's that's it's like I'm in a chat room all the time with a thousand people that all have the exact same interests that I have. You know, a lot of them are very similar, you know, in the, the things that they like. And 
I mean, it's not exactly the same and it's not a really active thing. I, I don't even honestly, I probably send out maybe an average of one tweet a day or maybe not even that. I, I usually only get on for maybe five or 10 minutes. It's probably something I could do more, but I find it to be more of a distraction as far as like for me, it's more of a distraction. I have a really hard time getting stuff done once I turn Twitter on. So I kind of kind of have a tendency to shy away from it. But. Well, it depends on what you're going to use it for. Yeah. Uh, if you're using it for information, which is the way you just described it, yes. then spending a lot of time on there would just be a time suck. It's, yes. Okay. Now, granted, now, it's sort of like reading a trade magazine for me. Uh, so, you, so you end up with like all these fun things and there's this link and you go out there and so you just end up spending a load of time on the internet and, and it's fun, but if you meant to do something productive during that time, like you meant to make money, <laughs> then, then it's a time suck. If you're doing it for fun, well, that's not, that's, you know, as long as you know, uh, you go into it with a particular intent, then, then it's, then that's how things are determined, whether or not they're a time suck or not. Uh, the, the there's a lot of people who go on to Twitter and they're trying to build a build a community, but they're not doing it at, in a targeted manner. And so, essentially, all they do is spend hours and hours chatting with people, chatting with yeah. people, and not actually getting those people to coalesce into, as uh, Seth Godin calls it, a tribe. They're not doing that, and and that's that's a a serious time suck. Uh, it, it's. Twitter's a great place for you to go out there and communicate with your tribe quickly, right? Uh, you can your your niche can be communicated to very quickly, and and you can come in and and get out and and still uh, still make the other people that you've communicated with feel like you were really there and and talking with them because well you were you know you were actually there as opposed to uh, passively listening to a podcast, you know, you're listening to this show, you're not able to go, oh, yeah, I love that idea. You know, could you tell me more? Uh, you can't actually communicate with me right now. But if we were on Twitter, well, we could. Or if we were doing this live. Right. Or if we were, uh, if we were doing, we're doing it, our live stream right. again, for example. Yeah. So, so th those are ways that you can actually connect with your, your audience. How do we get off on this? I'm just sitting here going, okay, I, I would hate to follow that trail of breadcrumbs to figure out how we got here because i'm not even sure oh, i don't know we'll have to go back and yeah, listen we'll have to go back and listen because uh, we were, we're tangent driven yeah so. we are tangent driven but uh, there's there's a lot uh, oh it, it's all related to about you know con uh, connecting with your audience building a uh, building a, a a community within your niche uh, that though that's something you need to do in today's uh internet you know, back a, long, uh, back a long time ago, uh, five, <laughs> five years ago, you could just easily get away with just a sales letter and drive traffic to it and, and, can, and make sales. You can still do that today, but a lot of people have more expectations of the people that they want to do uh, business with, especially inside of a niche. So a lot of people right now are, are personality marketing. You can call it... Uh, uh, personal branding or whatever, they're they're spending a lot of time online, really expressing who they are as an individual, and and they've done it around the things that they they have an interest in, but also they can uh, that has has commercial uh, availability, like uh, talking about 
how to how to start an online business. Well, there's there is commercial uh, a possibility there. There's other people who are talking about uh, travel related things. It's it's something that they're passionate about, and then they talk about their lives and and how they're traveling. And then people come onto that site. Well, there's advertising opportunities galore when you're talking about particular types of travel. So there's there's all these things that are that are occurring. Even in stuff like uh, software, we're seeing with like 37 Signals has been the king of this. The, they have actually built an audience that became their customer base. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Because they came out with Signal versus Noise, their blog, yes. ages ago. Yes. Oh, okay. So they when they launched Basecamp, be outside of just their their current clients, when they launched it, they it went out to uh, a huge number of people that were looking that, that kept coming to Signal versus Noise. So they already had this tech marketplace uh, and design marketplace pre-built by the time they launched their their flagship product, Basecamp, and uh, they so they had the this audience going. Back and that was back in the early days of of blogging, where they were just talking about the stuff that they thought was cool, and, and they still do it that way. And then they got into making books, so they started sharing that. They started doing uh, uh, talks around the around the world about uh, everything related to uh, uh, Ru- uh, Ruby on Rails, uh, which is a programming uh, uh, language and framework. And, and a bunch of other things that, that they did, and then it, they, they just built this whole audience, and then that, that audience also buys their products. Yeah, well, I'm part of that audience. I'm, a, I'm actually, not only do I read their stuff, I don't read it every day, because they, pl- they post a lot, and I don't read it every day, just because I don't read hardly anything every day. But um, they have really good content, and I did read their most recent book, Rework, and I, am, I did buy their Basecamp I pay for their base camp service and use it. In fact, that's how I, um, that's how I communicate with uh, the folks that host all of our different shows is through Basecamp. That's where we put all our stuff. It's cool. So I want to go back to what you're saying about connecting with the audience because uh, I actually did something just recently that I wish I would have done a long time ago uh, that really worked for me for this. And so I thought I would go ahead and share something okay. that really worked. And that is that, is that on uh, you know one of the challenges I have is that on my website, I've got a lot of different video producers from a large number of different types of backgrounds. We've got people that are you know working in their church media production department. We have other people that are just family video shooters. They just want to make better home videos. We have other people that are working for nonprofit organizations. Other people are shooting documentaries. Other people that are film students or media production students. And, uh, so it's a, a vast like diverse thing. And I, so what I thought I'd do is I wanted to get an idea of who my audience was even in more detail than that. Like here's specifics. So I decided I'd just ask them and I put a blog post and the title of it was, who are you? And the post basically just said, I'm having a really hard time figuring out exactly who my audience is. So can you take a couple minutes and just tell me, just leave a comment and tell me. And I've gotten like a hundred and something comments on that post. And it's, uh, Actually, I think it might be over 200 comments now with people just telling me. And it was it's insane for me to read. And I start going through and responding and it's just all over the place. So but it gives me an idea of who these people are, you know, and uh, I don't know. It just it's so much nice. It's nicer to know who they are. It's like easier to interact with them knowing who they are versus 
And I, I know I still don't know exactly who they are, but well, it gives you an uh, an overview of of personality types, sure. And so that then you can kind of. Uh, uh, as Eben, uh, this guy, I've mentioned him several times, his name's Eben Pagan, a really bright guy, has a $25 million plus year company. And, and he talks about creating an avatar where you, uh, you know, like the back when you would have a, an avatar in a, a video game that, that represented you. Uh, I don't know if those are common anymore. I don't play video games, but okay. So, <laughs> so he has, uh, so he has this, uh, you know, avatar and he tries to uh, define his audience as that, as that, all their characteristics as that particular person, and then gives it a, uh, gives that avatar a name. And then every time that he does anything uh, to communicate, he he speaks to that avatar, and yeah. and as if as if he was either writing or talking or whatever to that particular person. Which uh, when you when you write that way, uh, it comes across very personal, yeah, and and very conversational. Uh, we actually, I and and that's uh, I learned that from him. So when I write my emails and everything, I don't I, I tend to not write emails that are designed to like be a general form, right? Letter, like, like what you get he, from your bank when they're updating right. your hey uh, hey everybody, you know, yeah. uh, here's here's this thing. I, I don't write like that. I write, you know, as if I was trying to talk to you. I don't, I, I may not know who you are specifically, but I'm trying to communicate with you, especially if I want you to communicate back with me. Uh, so that, that's how I, that's how I do it. And, and it, it, it's a good way for the business owner to be able to get in, into contact with who their, who their market really is, because a market is completely impersonal. You, you don't know these people. And, and so you need to try to engage them. Asking, you know, surveying your, your audience is a great way to uh, get information back. That's why, you know, with, with trying to turn, uh, and by the time that this audio comes out, we may have the WordPress training already available. But uh, in, in doing that, I, I wanted to really give it a foolish spin, and and the only way I could do that would be to ask our audience what they are looking for in learning how to create their own website. And since we're big proponents of WordPress, that's what we were going to teach everybody to do anyways, because that's the only thing we're going to tell you to use. So so we wanted to know, well, what do you want to know and and how would it make it better for you? So that's how I communicate with people. And, and it helps because I got tons and tons of emails back with people telling me this is what is, uh, is important. So that, that's a great way for us to be able to uh, connect with our community. Yeah, and not only that, but also it's funny because people I, – I, I had comments that were things like, uh, and thank you so much for asking for, uh, to find out. You know, like I, I think in, the, in this world, it's, we're sort of taken aback when we f- find out that somebody really cares who we are. You know, like I know, I know that, okay, so I go to Starbucks a lot and I go to one Starbucks more than other ones because this one, I really feel like they know me and they talk to me and they, you know, it's almost like they care. You know what I mean? 
So it, what? Well, I was, what, I, was, I was gonna joke uh, in that uh, you're there so much that you're actually paying their rent. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so no wonder they call me by my name and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Mr. Hyman, I'm glad you're here today. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good point. I'm there a lot, and I yes, but but the point is, uh, I don't even remember what my point was now. Well, that oh, they, you're connected to them. You're connected, yeah. So you, if you get to the point where you ask somebody, and then they th- they say thank you so much for asking who we are. That's that's awesome. That's good. Like I, you know, it was a decision that I made in like two minutes. I was like, man, I I'm trying to write an article. I want to write an article. And it's so hard for me to do it because I don't know exactly who my audience is. And so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to ask him. That's going to be my audit, my article. And it really worked out nicely. Uh, I'm going to throw out like the flip side of dealing with uh, dealing with uh, <laughs> communicating with your uh, with your co- uh, community. Right. The flip side. The, OK. The, the flip side of it is uh, so you ask them what they want. And and but then it's still got to fit within what you want out of out of your life. That's true. Right. So so what you may end up doing is uh, when you start to express who you are in the way you do business, which is the only way I ever tell anyone to do business is be, you know, be yourself and you're going to end up alienating a portion of that community. Yeah, uh, it, it's it, if you're doing things right, you're going to upset people because uh, you cannot make everyone happy. And if everyone seems to be happy, then you're obviously doing something wrong because you're not truly connecting with them. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Hey, great. Great show. Right. You, know, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, you really need to. Uh, uh, develop this core group. And I think that's why uh, Seth Godin calls it a tribe as opposed to, say, a community, because a community can be pretty big and, and people can kind of know each other. And, you know, like in a small town, it's like, hey, you know, Joe, how you doing? Uh, but with a tribe, everybody knows each other and they're in they're in there helping each other out because the existence of the tribe depends on the others in the tribe. And that's that's where you want to get because you can be who you are in that in that setting. And then the people who uh, form around you, because you're going to be this leader, you know, as a business leader, you're going to be leading this group of people and they're going to surround, uh, you know, become a part of your your tribe. You need to make sure that you stand for something. And once you do, once you stand for something that that alienates everyone else who doesn't believe that and that's a good thing well we've certainly done that a little bit haven't we tim uh, <laughs> yes uh, partly by design because it's something that i i truly believe and it may and and it really connects with with the people who want the same things sure so so if we don't try to express who we are we're not like trying to be mean and like oh we don't want certain people here no what we want to do is be ourselves enjoy who we are in the lives that we want and then help be leaders for people who want to have a life that is theirs that they can define and not have uh, a life that society has defined for them so that they feel trapped and and miserable working, you know, a job that they don't like, buying things that they don't need, you know, to impress people they don't like. Uh, that's that is something that we're, you know, trying to teach people to not do. Uh, and and 
and showing them here's a way that you can have a life that you really want. Yeah, I think we should just have a moment of silence and think about what you said there. But <laughs> since since I'm not comfortable with silence, I'll go ahead and continue. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, was I was I preaching there? Not, I, not, I don't know, I, man. I mean, I'm I'm afraid you're going to fall off that soapbox though. Here, let me. No, yeah, just, my soapbox <laughs> gets taller and taller every, every time. time come yeah. So what do you think? You like being behind a microphone, Tim? <laughs> it rings well. That's good. So so you know, one of the other things that goes along with what you're saying, I think, is the idea that you know we're talking about WordPress, for example. That's what we're recommending people do, and we know that there are lots of other options, right? We know there are. Yes. But a big part of being successful is not even thinking about other options. It's about picking a direction and going that way. So for example, okay, I haven't, I have, you know, I could, if I wanted to, I could get all tied up. I could spend the next week or two weeks researching other content management systems that are competitors of WordPress. And I could, if I want to even test some of them out and play around with them and try to figure out how they work. But it won't make you any more money. It won't make me any more money. In fact, it might cause me to lose money because I've spent several years building up what I have right now. So I'm, I'm reluctant. Like I'm, I, you know, if somebody wants to come sell me a better content management system, good luck. It's going to be hard to do because I am, I'm sold on WordPress. It's totally working for me. And I, you know what? And I feel totally fine recommending anybody in our audience use WordPress. In fact, that's all I'm going to recommend because nothing else, I've, I haven't tried anything else. So I feel like I can't recommend anything else. You know, can you do some of the same stuff? Of course you can probably. I don't know. But. Yeah, there, there are a lot of other systems out there and, and for particular things there there actually are better systems but for what we're doing the the niche type business that we're talking about wordpress is fantastic for it uh, but there's also a lot of websites out there that are you know gigantic big businesses that are running off of wordpress so obviously it's a very robust system uh, but You'll never test the limits of its robustness because we're just talking about building a, a, a niche business, which you may end up with, you know, a, a, if, you're, if you're doing really well, if you become, you know, internet famous, you might have a million people a month coming to your site, not going to knock down WordPress. So, so why, why go through the trouble, like you said, of trying to tinker with all these other options when there's one that's free that you can use and it's going to do what you need to do and you can just move on decision made every other option eliminated in your mind and you just move forward because by getting these things done you know just taking these steps you're closer to making more money but if you start waffling around and one thing's that you can end up you know, dinking around with a lot is design. Oh, design for sure. Yeah, because there's so much you can do with WordPress design-wise. There's lots of templates to choose from. Then you can get a template and then you can tweak a template. And, and you know, it, it, it could be never-ending. What, what we recommend is, okay, get a decent-looking template. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe buy a premium one uh, that, that, uh, to get, you know, something that's awesome. And then you just go with it. And then just start building your community. And then you can start selling things. There's this guy I like. I'm not going to mention him because uh, in, in case people are, you know, offended by profanity because his site's like full of it. Um, <laughs> his, this, this guy is, uh, I think he's getting close to around 20 grand a month. 
and he still uses a completely free template, uh, one that you find uh, once you sign up for, uh, you know, set up your WordPress uh, site on your own hosting. One of the templates that you can get. One of the standard ones that comes w- with the installation. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it, it's a free one. You just yeah. turn it on yeah. and no payment, nothing. That's his site. Yeah. You know, all he did was have someone make a logo for him and, and he put that up. That's the only changes he made to this theme. And then the rest of it was all community building. And he is selling from that website. He is selling from it around uh, probably around 20,000 a month now. And that's really good. And, and so uh, when, when you start thinking about the minutia and, and uh, I'm not talking to Izzy, I'm actually talking to you out there. Um, <laughs> I, I have to like make this mental shift myself uh, is that when you start looking at this minutia and, and you go, gosh, you know, there's just so much to know and so much to do. You really need to go, uh, you know, think mentally, is this, um, is this going to make me any more money? Uh, or is this preventing me from getting started? Is this preventing me from connecting with my community? If I'm spending this time doing this dinking around, could that time be spent building, uh, building my audience? Could it be time spent building uh, a product that my audience would like to buy? Uh, is it time that could be spent being with my friends and family? You know, uh, as opposed to just spending this time messing around. Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people that are Internet folks like us, they enjoy tinkering. You know, it's something that we do for fun. It's something that we've done probably our whole lives. Like I know I've tinkered on stuff and pulled things apart and tried to figure out how they go together and put things. You know what I mean? I've done that a little bit in my life. And and uh, and so that's a temptation to spend my time doing that. Actually, I have to say, Tim, it's been a real pleasure for me to have a chance to tinker for a living. That's basically what I do. It's just I don't let it get out of control. Well, uh, again, like I said earlier, is it's about intent. Yeah. As long as you know that you're not being productive, productive uh, in in my definition is something that is actually going to achieve your goals or and and in most cases make money from your website since it's a business if it does if it's not something uh money making in in nature or going to lead to it such as creating great content or building your uh connecting with your tribe then then it's not truly productive so as long as you know that the time you're spending is just fun time tinkering time yeah that's okay Right. Uh, you know, everybody's got to have a hobby. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so mine can be tweaking the colors in my website. For right. Yeah. But as long as you are not pretending yeah. that that is going to make you more money or or it's going to truly, truly improve uh, uh, your your uh, customer's experience. So so there is actually a tool that you can use to find out if uh, changing a color will make a difference in your conversions. And that tool is called Google Website Optimizer. I'm speaking to you, the audience now, the listener, because <laughs> Tim, I know you know what Google Website Optimizer is, but I've used this and I've tested things like it. Like, uh, for example, on one of my pages, I have a click here to learn about a membership, that kind of a button. And I've tested three different colors against each other. And believe it or not, one color clearly made a huge difference. I'm not going to say what the color is because it doesn't matter what the color is on my site because what matters is what color would do best on your site, the listener. And so that's something to keep in mind. I mean, Google Website Optimizer is a geeky, fun tool that you can use and watch 
uh, the kind of impact. And, and frankly, with not a huge increase in traffic over the last several years, just testing little things and making changes to the website and optimizing a little bit has made a big difference in the sales on my website. And, and that's one of those things that you should worry about once you have sales. Once you have sales and traffic. Right. Yeah, don't. When, yes, that's when, true. I talk about Google Website Optimizer. And, and Tim, you're saying, I know inside you're going, oh, no, this is going to give our audience something to play around with before they've made their first sale. Right. Don't do that. Right. Because you, what you... Uh, if you're a little more sophisticated, meaning that you've done this before, then starting off with website optimizer right at the beginning makes sense because you go, okay, I'm I'm uh, building a website. I'm going to have a sales page. I know I'm going to have traffic, so I need to as soon as as soon as I have traffic coming to the site, as soon as I go live, I want to start optimizing. Okay, uh, if you're brand new. Okay, you got you have so much you've got this gigantic learning curve that there's you don't need to add to the learning curve. What you do is just get the website going, Uh, you know, target, target your market, connect with your community, start building that audience and and find out what they want. And and you can start selling them something. It could be your own product, as, as we tell people to create, or you could do affiliate sales, especially if you're just getting started, that's a great way to find out if your market's going to buy anything before you ever start making anything is, well, you know, you've already done your research. So, you know, people are buying stuff, go find a product that they're buying and offer it on your site, especially if you believe in it and, and then see if they're going to buy on your site. And then you can start all the tweaking and, and trying to optimize that and get more people you know, increase those conversions and, and drive more traffic and all that stuff. Uh, but at first, you know, it's like you just got these certain steps to do before you end up spending all that time, you know, messing, messing around with either your site design or your uh, or website optimizer or whatever. Right. It seems to me the biggest thing is to find out what your market wants and then start creating something that's going to meet those needs and there's and start doing that. You create content, you know, text. Video, audio, con- content, something that will answer people's questions, that will solve their problems. Yeah. Uh, another, another, uh, and I think we're getting near the end of this, but uh, one of the things that people are asking about is, you know, trying to get to the money-making part. And when we're talking about giving away stuff for free to, to be able to, uh, to allow it to spread across the Internet, that, you know, that content has to be super awesome for it to spread. Because there's a lot of competition out there, even if it's not directly related to your product, it's still competition because people's time is limited. And there's you know millions upon millions of people doing the same thing in every other niche. And so people are you know, constantly bombarded with information. So you have to make something really awesome. But when you're doing that, how long before you start do you start making sales? And I don't believe you should wait 12 months, two years, you know, uh, uh, which you see a lot of people in the whole blogging world and podcasting world did. Uh, And people are kind of waking up and going, gosh, you know, it was fun. But now two years later, I'd kind of like to make some money at it or I'm going to have to quit. You know, uh, and that's that's a situation that you shouldn't get into. I was there. 
you know, yeah. You know, I was so, there. So I was definitely like, there. Uh, you don't need to get into that situation. You, you should be making sales within three to six months. If you're brand new, I would give it maybe six, uh, six months or so. Uh, because you got a lot of fi- you got a lot of figuring out to do. You have to build up the audience. You have right, to, there's a right. lot to learn. Yeah, so there's a lot to learn. So in, in and it's that, six months of hard work too, right? Yes, it's six months of focus and work. It's not like it's not sitting around and waiting for six months to pass. Right, like <laughs> I, I put up, I put up my website. I, I I made a little bit of content, and now six months later, no I'm sales. Going, no sales. Yeah. Uh, okay, not what we're talking about. We're talking about six months of. Uh, uh, you know, connecting with your marketplace, d- uh, building that, uh, building that audience, and and giving them great content, and finding out what it is that they want, and then finding a way to offer that to them, either through someone else's product, through affiliate sales, uh, or your own product, or both. You know, uh, you know that's that's what we're recommending you do, and you can start making sales within six months. And I highly recommend getting to. Try, at least attempting making a sale in that first three months because it, it gives you some more pressure. Yeah, you might only make a single sale, but oh my gosh, the feeling. Now you're in business. Yes, that, that uh, it's like I, I'm lighting up right now just thinking about that first sale. It, it's awesome. It, it, it's, such, it's such a um, game changer for you because it makes what we're talking about real to you. As soon as you realize people are willing to pay me money for doing something I love doing. Oh, my gosh. Th- this is so much better than a job, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, you can, you can do, those, uh, do those things. And I say, you know, work to get, get sales within that, within that window of three to six months. Really build up what you need, you know, the, the infrastructure, the bare bones, and then communicate with people and then offer them something. And, and then that, that's when you can start all your tweaking and trying to make things uh, more optimized. Well, hopefully this, uh, this discussion, this conversation here, which by the way, we did not plan at all in any way whatsoever. And you could probably tell, <laughs> you could probably tell how we wandered and everything, but we did, <laughs> but hopefully you picked up some, uh, some interesting information in here that'll be helpful to you. If anything, I guess the big summary message is just focus on what you need to focus on. Don't get distracted by other little shiny things, which is so easy to do and focus on the thing that's going to get you to the making of the money, you know, where you make money and that'll, that's good advice. It's awesome advice. I mean, actually that was a really short way of saying what we just spent 40 minutes talking about. Yeah, but that would not be any fun. No, wouldn't it? Yeah. You got (laughs) to enjoy the foolish adventure, don't you? That's right. (laughs) All right. So we'll go ahead and sign off. I'll say goodbye. Enjoy your foolish adventure. Thanks for listening to Foolish Adventure. If you found this information helpful and want more like it, please visit foolishadventure.com. Do you have specific questions you'd like us to answer? Leave a comment on the website. Who knows? Maybe we'll create a whole show to answer it. Also, we have a voicemail line where you can ask questions. The number is 480-331-4695. 